We're live with a brand new episode of Towel Light Talk. I don't know what you guys are doing on this uh, Saturday afternoon um, here in in Rochester, New York. Chris is over on the West Coast, so it's uh, morning time for him. But we woke up. We thought, hey, let's do a show. Like we, you know, we're, we've been missing the news for a little while lately uh, with everything that's been going on. Um, and I guess let's just get into it. Like, what what have you been up to? What have you been geeking out on lately, Chris? Hey, yeah. Um, just you know, the real the real truth behind things is I'm in the process of of, of buying a house, so it's been yeah. a hell ride for me lately. So it's been <laughs> kind of like um, I haven't had a lot of energy to devote to geekly things. I did, <clears throat> however purchase um assassin's creed odyssey it was okay the gold version was 25 bucks it, you know it's usually like a hundred dollars so i was like all right i wanted i've been wanting you know i'm looking forward to valhalla and so i was like i need to get back into playing these games i haven't played one in in a long long time yeah uh, so i haven't played one on i don't think on a modern console on the modern console so um you know i bit, bit the bullet in that one because i love that that time period um and it's it's a pretty cool game. I'm having a really good time with it. It's a lot more action RPG, um, and with you know AC elements thrown in there. So it's a it's kind of more like, um, in my opinion, more like The Witcher, honestly. So it's which you are obsessed with. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's <laughs> it's a pretty pretty fun time. Uh, and you know that's that's about it. Just kept getting caught up on. You know, DCU with some comics, um, and, you know, waiting, waiting for, uh, waiting for new comics to come out. So, so which just, is this week, DC. right? I, I think, think so, right? I think it I think is. It. I think it's upcoming this week on Image and, and the rest of them. Uh, boom. Yeah. So, you know what? I think it is this, uh, this is upcoming Wednesday, uh, awesome. first week of June. So Hype. that's cool, man. Yeah. I, I saw do. that. Assassin's Creed ninety nine bucks. Like you, you got right on there. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, yeah. Now it's just killing, killing everybody. <laughs> you got to get your frustrations out somewhere. So might as well be in the safety of your own home in a video game. <laughs> virtual victims. That's it. Uh, yeah, I've been playing Yoshi's Crafted World. Um, taking a little bit of a break from it. Animal Crossing, not like. I still check in every day on my island, but I was going pretty hardcore at first, and I was like, I gotta play some of these other games. So, um, just getting through that, which is actually super cute, a lot of fun. And then, um, writing a lot, which we're gonna talk about some of that in a second, but, um, it's nice, you know, when this pandemic hit, I think everybody kinda had us, and maybe some people still do, like a, a sense of like, I don't know what to do and I just feel super depressed and I feel brought down and I, I don't want to do anything. But as the weather's been getting warmer outside, um, being able to get out more and taking some fresh air, especially here in upstate New York where it's always gloomy, um, that's really helped as far as creativity goes. So, uh, as you know, you know, and, um, the Star Warriors podcast that we do, uh, with that with that show, uh, which is our roundtable discussion on all things Star Wars, we have a Facebook group devoted to that. And in that group, we uh, all 
collectively decided that we wanted to play uh, Dungeons and Dragons together. So I've been working on a Star Wars version of that, and um, that's fun. So I'm excited. Can't wait. Can't, can't wait. We're gonna we're gonna release it online um, for your podcasting uh, pleasure. Not on here, not live, because I don't know what that's gonna be like uh, with all of us. <laughs> They don't, StreamLayer doesn't allow enough people on for us to do a live show. That's the other thing. I don't know if any of them do like this with this many people. I think you have to do it through a Zoom or or whatever. But so anyways, if you're a Star Wars fan, stay tuned to that. Uh, A couple weeks, uh, we'll be putting that out. But um, let's get into some news, man. Let's see what's been going out in the world. Um, First thing up in the events world, uh, we... Over here at Don't Forget a Towel and DFAT Comics specifically, we launched Hollowed, uh, issues one and two. Kickstarter came out on the 28th and within two hours got funded. Um, Woo-hoo. yeah, yeah. It was very exciting. That first couple days is always a real emotional roller coaster. And it was cool that after two hours, I kind of was able to breathe and go, Oh, okay. So, you know, now. Still promoting. I still want people to share it. Um, I still want people to back it because I do really want to get more eyes on it and I can do some stretch goals and, um, do some, you know, do some fun stuff like that. But more specifically, issue three and four, like let's get that first arc out of the way using this Kickstarter. So issue two is done. This is going to help print it and, um, and get it shipped out to all you Utah light fans and, and fans of the, of the comics. And, um, yeah, I, I, I couldn't be more overwhelmed, uh, with positivity over what we've seen so far in the Kickstarter. We're already at like 200 something percent funded. So I just, I can't wait to see, uh, how this is going to turn out in the next 28 days. Cause this is, this is crazy. Yeah, man. You did a, you did some solid solid work to get that thing funded already, and it's awesome, awesome. Yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of fun getting that ready. So yeah, and uh, if you haven't seen it, if you want to learn more about the comic, you're wondering what we're talking about. Um, check our don't forget a towel Facebook page. You can see the video or on our website. Uh, Chris hosted a, a pretty sweet live show uh, with. The artist Darius Johnson, we got our letterer Mike Hoffer, and we got our music supervisor Brian Ort, um, all showed up for that live show to talk about Hollowed. So you can learn even more and even more about DFAT Comics, uh, which I highly suggest you do if you're a comic fan, and you probably are if you listen to this. <laughs> yeah, kind of have to be. Kind of have to be. Um, and then, you know, let's talk about a couple cancellations. Uh, San Diego Comic Con is canceled. Um, that's the first time since I don't even know ever, right? I think so in the last 30 years or however long it's been going on. Absolutely. So, first time. yeah, that was a big one, um, for them to stop that. You know, there, I think there's going to be some virtual events around it. I, I would not be surprised. Um, look how much, you know, Wizard World's doing. Uh, I mean, it would be a real <clears throat> lack of, lack of, uh, you know, lack of, uh, you know, giving with the fans what they really want and need. You know, it's, there's no reason to cancel, cancel when everybody else is doing these virtual events. So, yeah. um, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. I think it's been great, uh, the way that they've balanced, 
um, premium content with free content. So it is awesome that you are actually able to watch, you know, for free. But if you want to get those signatures or whatever, um, photos, you can pay a little bit more or have a private chat with the person, um, star, you know, um, whatever. But yeah, great ideas to go for these virtual events. Yep, exactly. And San Diego Comic Con is the biggest Comic Con period. So we'll see what they do decide to come up with. Um, another huge con, uh, which is BlizzCon or Blizzard Con. Um, that's World of Warcraft and Command and Conquer and all those. And that's always a really huge show that also got canceled. Um, you know, they just can't do it. You just can't support that many people in a small amount of space. It's just, it's not even legal to do it at this point. So I mean, uh, support that many intelligent people well you know what i'm saying on that so uh you know that was another drop in the bucket <laughs> i guess another con um but in some good news chris you take this i have no idea what this is <laughs> yeah so pokemon go my my latest you know um session uh has Usually has a, um, a big event, uh, Pokemon Go Fest. Uh, it takes place in Chicago, I believe. Mm. Uh, but they, you know, they've been doing so much Pokemon stay at home stuff. Uh, you know, really hooking up people, not making you go out, making the game more accessible to a lot of people. So it's been fun. Um, but now with, you know, everything that's going on, um, they've decided to make this year's fest a two day ticketed event online. And then, this is, uh, you can actually go to both days. I don't believe you could go to both days originally if it was when you were there, but now you can attend, uh, all the activities virtually, um, and they're going to be doing a lot of cool stuff as they have been, uh, but also making it easier for you to connect with other people. So stay tuned for that. Okay. That's a cool idea. I mean, again, smart idea during this time. So that's cool. I like that. Um, and then finally, uh, the other, I guess, event this week was the launch of the new streaming service, HBO Max. Um, <laughs> it happened. It happened. It went out. <laughs> what a joke. It was, you know, if if you're already an HBO fan, cool. Uh, if you are ex- like me, who is new to it and expecting something other than the Studio Ghibli movies, you know, I, I actually went through the Crunchyroll stuff and there's hardly anything. I was like, oh, cool. I can watch Attack on Titan. No, actually, no, I, I can't do that, which I was very mad about. So, uh, so yeah, if you've never watched Berserk, you don't start there. You got to start with the original anime, which is not on there, but Berserk. Oh, it's the not. newer one. Oh. No. So that's season one and two of, um, it's season one and two of the newer version, which have, which happens after the original anime. But I like that that's on there. Um, not that I didn't illegally download it sometimes. So, I, you know, I, I do, but now I can watch it, you know, on, on my big screen on HBO Max. But right. honestly, man, I, it's, it, HBO Max is, that launch is a little frustrating. Yeah, you're right. Um, I've had HBO the whole time. Um, I switched it over to, uh, HBO Max, so I, I get the same content plus plus, but their content rollout was very lackluster. I mean, it was just you, you want to launch with these original shows, you want to launch with the, like something that you know you're competing against these other great stream services that have already you know come out, had good content launch, and now it's like, well, you're just going off the HBO name. Yeah, they're gonna have to play the catch up game. 
no reason that there wasn't Gremlins at launch. Each, you know, a Harry Potter series should have been announced 20 years ago. I mean, like it, it's it's weird at this point. So anyway, whatever. Um, let's get into some positive news here. Kind of, sort of. We're going to go to Marvel, Marvel TV movie news. Uh, so first up, New Mutants is, is now hitting theaters, supposedly. Um, that's August, end of August. Again, what the theaters are going to look like at that time, who knows? You know, at first they were going to say that was just going streaming. Now it's going to theaters. Any excitement for this, Chris? I was more excited that I could maybe watch it on VOD. Yeah. I think a lot more not, people would pay for it, actually. I'm not going to the frickin' theater. <laughs> Period. For a long time, my friend. Now with yeah. those, anybody out there who's sitting behind me coughing on me or rubbing their snot all over the seats or whatever, man, I ain't going out there till there's a cure to most places. Camping? Yeah. To watch New Mutants? Hell no. No. No, um, I agree, and... You know, I think what they'll end up doing is probably a week or two later or maybe a month, you know, they'll release it on VOD for people, you know, kind of like the, well, you know, the Invisible Man and stuff got forced to do it. But yeah. I think for this one, I think they'll they'll probably say, hey, it's making, uh, you know, a million dollars. So let's uh, <laughs> let's just put it out and try to get two million out of it. Put it on VOD, whatever. Um, you see. Ten dollars? Oh. Yeah, maybe ten dollars. Uh, you want to take this one? Yeah, I guess. Um, it was a funny, funny thing I read online the other day. Some comment about how DC doesn't have a good connection like Marvel does between their TV world and their and their movie world, and I would just kind of scoffed at that because Marvel is what? Kind of their, yeah, yeah. I was just like, okay, whatever, man. You you have one of the greatest crossovers of all time, you know. It got a little bit cheesy at times and, you know, CWE, but yeah, what they did there, they connected it more than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. ever did, even when they tried. So yeah. um, it's, it is extremely, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm surprised that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. lasted this long. I like the show, but I, I really feel like um, they've just, had it kind of hanging on there for a long time. Um, and then they took them out of the picture uh, to where they had to just basically can write them out of the MCU and just have them be elsewhere. But they are promising a proper MCU send off for the show this year. Um, so we know that it's about time travel. We know that they have to go back and save Hydra uh, to save the future. So who knows? Um I love Clark Gregg. I've always been a big fan of his character, of Paulson. Um, and it's about, you know, honestly, it's about time the show ended. Yeah. That's pretty much all I have to say about that. <laughs> um, more than I have to say, though, about this, which is Sony is rumored to have a jackpot uh, movie rumored to be part of the Spider-Verse. Who's jackpot? Exactly. Um, I don't even know this character uh, at all. All I know is that Guggenheim, apparently, uh, Mark Guggenheim, who's, you know, done work on Blade and Star Wars and, of course, all of the Arrowverse stuff over on television. Um, but the character shows up 
in her own mini series for like two seconds. Um, that's it. That's all I know. Like she has the ability, she has a mutant growth hormone and that's all I'm reading right now. This sounds stupid. I don't care. I guess they, I guess the only thing that you could say is like you could literally just make this character whoever you want because nobody knows who she is anyways. And you could just literally make her up from scratch. Why is she part of a cinematic world? Cause Sony, cause Sony just likes to put things in a shotgun and shoot them at the wall. Yeah. I, um, I don't know why silver and black can't happen, but this can happen. Yeah. Not that silver and black is a good idea, but no, it's not. <laughs> At least, you know, if you're a relative Spider-Man fan, especially even if you just played the PS4 game, both those characters are in it. You know, black cat, you know, silver saber. At least have an idea. They showed up in the cartoon, but this chick, I mean, and I'm a star Spider-Man fan. I was like, who is this? So, eh, whatever. Yeah. You, you have this ultra successful game that everybody loved and you can't, just spin things out of that, you know, out of familiarity. I mean, where's Madam Web? Where's that movie? She's coming. Yeah. She's, She's coming. Slowly, over. slowly. You wanna, you wanna jump across the pond for us? Oh, I, I do, I do. Let's talk a little bit about DC TV and movie news. Um, so, you made it happen. You made it happen, suckers. The re- release of Snyder Cut is <laughs> happening. Hashtag. Um, you know. I um I was never a really big supporter of it. I I really don't think it needed to happen, but it's happening. I want to see it. Um, so the news is that HBO Max will be putting about twenty million into um, letting Zack Snyder finish his Justice League cut. All right, Justice League movie sucked balls, um, and so. There was a lot of debate about, you know, should Zack Snyder have gotten finish it the way he wanted to? I I don't know. I didn't like Batman versus Superman. Um, I didn't like Justice League. I liked Man of Steel enough um, to the point where I do like what they're doing with the DC Cinematic Universe now. Uh, so I, I I don't I, I don't care. I don't want it to influence. You know, all of a sudden they're like, oh, this is going to be we're going back to this, but. Who knows? Who knows? I'll watch it. Um, I do want to see some dark side uh, because I think that everything they cut out of that movie was just shit. It was just you could have done a great job with, you know, bringing in the new gods. You didn't really deliver any kind of co- coherent, coherent message at all. You threw like just like you did with Batman versus Superman, you threw a bunch of plot lines together and that was it. And that, and that was the end of of most people's faith in the DC extended universe, which now HBO Max is embracing um, that fan term in their, uh, in their title and the way they categorize their movies. So I'm not going to talk too much about the Snyder cut because ultimately it probably doesn't matter, but let's just ask the question. We've got that new God's movie in development. Um, from Ava Dubrovnik and uh who is it Tom Taylor is working on it Tom Tom King, um, King? Tom King yeah yep. Tom King so um do you think this version of Dark Side however it ends up being will have any influence on that movie uh, I don't know 
I maybe they'll take what King and Duvare, whatever name is. Um, whatever name, yeah. is. Thank you. Um, maybe they'll take some inspiration from what they're doing to connect it. I hope because I trust Tom King with the new gods more than I trust Zack Snyder. So I guess like for me, Snyder had a vision clearly at yeah. some point, DC uh, Warner brothers specifically didn't agree with that vision because you know, they, they decided to do whatever they decided to do that Joss Whedon shot. So, um, it's interesting that they're giving them this chance. It's interesting that this toxic fandom, uh, forced this and I hope it doesn't extend to other things. I doubt it will, but I just hope this isn't a new precedent where they're like, Oh, the last Jedi was so shitty. Here's the, the, I don't even know. You know what I mean? Like the other cut, you know, like, or of rise of Skywalker. Here's the, uh, Trevorrow version that he, worked on so i just i don't want that to be the case i think that filmmakers for better or worse should just have their movies but Zack snyder at least clearly from the beginning from man of steel extending on through to justice league and going in even in directions of like suicide squad and stuff and wonder woman and and stuff he had a vision of, of what this cinematic universe is going to look like so for that I am interested to see what Zack Snyder's vision, because now it can be whatever it is. You know, we have Shazam, we have Aquaman, we have Wonder Woman 2 and all that stuff. Now it's not tied as much, but I'm really interested to see what it it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, we all know that it was an injustice ripoff to begin with. Um, so in its in its own right. So it's not like it was that original. Um and everything that led up to it was lackluster. So I just I I did I don't care enough to get excited about it because yeah. most most of the stuff like I just said I, I I I it was it was lackluster and everything that comes after so far I've liked more. Um, so you can argue people can argue that all they want we we all are divided fan base anyhow. So everybody has their own opinions, but. It just, you know, it just didn't work out, and now we'll see what it was going to be partially like, you know, because he had two, he had two parts, you know, to to make. So who knows? Yeah. Uh, but whatever. But you're right. It's like um, now people are like, we want to see the four hour cut of Revenge of the Sith. We want to remake. Um, what was the other one? Funny one this week. I don't know. Whatever. This has inspired a bunch of resurfacing of remakes and, and redos and yeah. whatever. You know what? Release the solo cut. Right, yeah. right. You know, we're uh, let's at least get solo two or a TV show, please. All right. <laughs> Thank you. But here's here's something positive. I do like Henry Cavill as as Superman. I do. Um, I think that I do like Man of Steel. Man of Steel two has been taken off the slate. So whatever they want to do with Man of Steel, it the, like the Superman reboot um but now there is no official official word on that movie but it's they're saying that henry cavill will appear as superman across future films so i do like that they're bringing him in i thought that was a big loss at the end of shazam spoiler alert but we had a good laugh uh where somebody shared that they should go back and redo that scene with henry or edit it star wars style with henry cavill just so that he's in there yeah, um, I like Henry Cavill. 
And if he's in future films, I mean, here's the thing. He has never once said he's not doing these movies. So in my mind, because they never recast him and they never said anything else, I just said, well, Henry Cavill is just hanging out. For now, he's Geralt. And when they call him, he'll come back as Superman. And to me, it was almost like, no shit, he's back. Okay, I get it. (laughs) He never really left, so... After his whole Witcher thing and just like campaigning to be in that role, I just, I got a lot, a lot more respect for him. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I liked him before, but I just thought that he, he was just, he's, he's a fan. He's a geek and yep. he's Superman. So that's it. Bring it, bring it. Um, so do, so with the launch of HBO Max, uh, we, the only content from DCU at this point, I believe, on there is Doom Patrol Season 1. So uh, Doom Patrol Season 2 is getting a shared release uh, on DCU and HBO Max on June 25th. So get ready for new episodes uh, from your quirky, zany superhero team, one of the best shows I've ever watched. Um, so I'm lo- really looking forward to this year. They just released a poster, very Wizard of Oz uh, homage. So it'll be interesting to see what mind trickery and... <laughs> we'll be seeing uh with this season. Yeah, from what I read is that DC sorry, HBO Max will get the first three episodes that day. And then H or DC Universe will get them weekly. Um yeah. which is stupid. Um and then their main thing was that HBO can afford to give it more money because that show costs the most, which makes sense. Um, and for that, I'm okay with, you know, sure. However you want this show to exist, I'm going to support it. It's a great show. Um, but, you know, we've talked about it many times, and I'm sure we'll talk about it more when it comes up. Um, that sh- that streaming service, the DC Universe, is just the writing's on the wall, and it's kind of been on the wall since the announcement of HBO Max. So we'll see how this Pans out. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to drop the service to like five bucks a month for DCU and keep comics there, I'd pay for it, I think. But same time, it's like just roll it in and have a little segment off of there like you do with everything else, you know, Mm -hmm. just because you got so much content on there for like all those movies, like not the DCEU movies, but you have all the animated movies and stuff, but it just gets a little redundant. Yep. And they're not all on HBO Max. And, that and they're makes, not all on DCU either. Right. You know, it's they, so weird. So weird. Trade them. So. Whatever. Um, strangely, strange news from the world of Batwoman. Uh, Ruby Rose has thrown in the towel. Uh, this is kind of older news, but I thought we should talk about it. It is kind of a... It, so what I've read is that she didn't really understand how much was involved in being a star of a show. So she chose to leave um, due to scheduling and timing and whatever, Um, maybe injury, who knows? There was so many factors, but it is kind of a, I don't know. I don't really like when people just get up and leave their show when you've already been greenlit for a second season. So they're, they're scrambling to find a new actress who will still fit that same um, LGBTQ, whatever, um, you know, um, role because they still want to have somebody somebody play that part. 
Interesting. So they're specifically mm-hmm. looking for an actress who's in that category. Yeah, they did that. Uh, they did that with Ruby Rose too. That was, I guess, that was their main thing. The CW has always pushed, um, you know, for I think you know really great diversity on their no, shows. They have. I mean, um, um, who's her sleep? Sleep? It's not sleeper. Who's the other girl on Super? Um, oh Supergirl? yeah, the, the dreamer. 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 Yeah. 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 So like, yeah. yeah, I mean, we've never had a starring transgender on television before that show, exactly. to the best of my knowledge. And I'm all for that. You know, someone left a comment on our Facebook page about how it should be Alex from Supergirl switches over. She's already got the military background. And I mean, if you weren't trying to fit that box, to me, that would make a pretty sweet you know, transition and then they could easily have uh world's finest where Supergirl and Batwoman are together, you know what I mean? And fight Lex. Like that would be like the greatest thing ever. Just literally copy paste. Yeah. So <laughs> that would be awesome in my opinion. Um but okay. Um as far as Ruby Rose goes, from one thing I've noticed listening to um I listened to that Michael Rosenbaum podcast, uh, Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. And since he started off, you know, WB with Smallville, he knows a lot of these CW people and they all talk about how shitty the schedule is. They don't say it outright, but they kind of do. And how like Grant Gustin was like, I've passed over like a bunch of movies and other opportunities because the schedule doesn't allow it. And, um, so maybe she was like, I still want to be a movie star. And they're like, no, like you do this and this is it. <laughs> that, you know what? That's, I, I agree with that completely. I mean, you're forcing like 24 episodes a year down people's throats and it's not even like your whole season's good because of it. Most of the time it's, it's like a C plus because you throw in so much extra garbage that you could have just done a good show with eight to 12 episodes, you know, like they are on like DCU. Um, I storytelling needs to kind of change. I understand it's syndicated television. I'm happy that it's free, but cut it down, put a little more, put a little more money into it. So, I mean, you got shows like that are shorter, like legends is a little bit longer now than it used to be. Black lightning short. Um, you know, there are ways to just do better storytelling. Yeah, I agree. And that views your stars. Um, anyways, um, some positive news. Uh, Swamp Thing was originally at DCU. It got, I got, it got the immediately axe canceled. Of, yeah, it got um, a whole funding problem in North Carolina, whatever, for the, the estimate on that ruined the next, you know, the, the first season. They didn't even end it properly. Like they had to cut it, um, and no season two. So. With with the announcement of like Justice League Dark coming to HBO Max, you know, with that show uh, moving forward from um, JJ uh, JJ Studio, it is interesting now that we have a we have a good Constantine who you know with Matt Ryan who plays the part across uh, across the realms of you know the show to the movie the animated movie and whatnot. And I don't I would be upset if they did recast Constantine at this point. I do like him. I think that yeah, me too. It's it's a different character on Legends in that universe. Versus like the TV show on NBC, but he's, he's pretty versatile and they just, you know, CW fits a certain bill, but take it out of there. Let him be Constantine. Bring back 
the same the same swamp thing guy and i'm sure that he would love to pick that role up again and and just tie it all together you know so that swamp thing's not just um just sitting alone and now with this news that it's coming to the cw the season one uh re getting rehashed out there i think that's 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 positive um you know they did that they are sharing the show with like star, star girl they're sharing that with the cw and so i think the more they do that kind of stuff the more they get it out to the out to the people without having you know to have a streaming service to pay for anything and maybe it'll get some fan traction and maybe it'll get a season two maybe like you know, less less money into it but at least maybe people want to see it because i want to see kevin durand as the floronic man yeah i think um i think that's it you know more eyes on this and is more positive i didn't get to watch it i've heard it starts good i heard it ends bad and maybe that's because they got cut short i don't know but um i guess we'll see what it's like um i guess we'll just see <laughs> yeah, they it. lost like they lost two episodes at the end. I think yeah, so who knows what that's like? Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, Superman and Lois will be the newest show coming to the CW. Um. Of course, uh, we've we've met both characters in the the crossovers and also on Supergirl. So it's I'm excited. Uh, what's his name? Tyler Hochen. Yeah. He's Superman. I like him. Uh. The girl, from, the girl from Grimm, I'm okay with. I think that she did better than I thought I would like her, you know, in the crossover. But I'm still always unsure about her because I wasn't a big fan of her. But whatever. I am a fan of Superman and Superman TV shows. So I am, I'm excited. It's coming in 2021. Um, and then we have a, we have a, uh, a casting. Wool, Wool Parks has been cast as the stranger. Uh, mysterious visitor hellbent on proving to the world that it no longer needs a Superman. Hmm. Isn't that what Lex does? <laughs> I I believe this guy's an alien, though. I so I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> Lex is just a is just a, a racist. Yeah, a speciesist, actually. But yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um. Okay. I don't care, but I know you do, and hopefully it's good. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, why don't we uh why don't you take some Star Wars news, buddy? Yeah, so a lot of Mandalorian stuff uh came out. We'll just kind of blaze through that. Some of it's new, some of it's old. Um tomorrow Worth talking Mo- about. Worth <laughs> talking about. Tomorrow Morrison uh was cast as Boba Fett in Mandalorian season two. Uh obviously he's play Django Fett and um I don't know. Uh I I hope this is a flashback. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to treat it. Um we'll talk about the Timothy Oliphant news in a few minutes, but um I don't think it's going I don't think it'll be a flashback. I mean, they want that aged Bubba Fett. Um they're going to get it because uh, you know, Morrison's that much older. I think that with is, I think it fits perfectly, but I don't think it's gonna be a flashback. Okay, I mean it's only five years difference between Jedi and this, so it's true. It could still be a flashback. Him crawling out of the Sarlacc pit could be. Well, it could, or it could even. I don't know how old the Mandalorian is, so right they could have run a job together. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I mean, could, he could he could be completely separate from the Mandalorian, but Boba could know that whole 
tribe of Mandalorians. So what's weird is, you know, they, they've never really established Boba Fett as a Mandalorian, you know, so there's, it's, exactly. it's, it, it's time. And now that they've made the fact that, you know, that, um, uh, the Mandalorian, I've always forgotten his name, but that he wasn't even Mandalorian, that he was, you know, he was an outsider accepted by Death Watch. Um, yeah. so there's, there's a lot more room to play in that sandbox at this point. Yeah. Um, so I think it's interesting. What's also interesting is that, that, he could also be playing Rex, which is our next little topic here, um, especially with Ahsoka and Sabine being basically, you know, basically not a rumor uh, that we know it's pro- it's definitely going to happen. Um, but the thing about it is, like, Boba Fett was uh, not a not a perfect clone, right? So he was he could age, correct? But Rex ages like the clone, so he ages differently. So it'll be interesting how they treat that. Um, but I'm much more excited to see Morrison play Rex, honestly, than, than Boba Fett. Yeah, me too. When I heard the Boba Fett news, I, I don't care. Um, I think that's probably the more, the, the major role is Rex with, with, with a Boba Fett. Yeah, with a yeah. Boba Fett flashback, you know, just like you said. But we'll yep. see. That would yep. be a bad idea. Um, so like you just said, Ahsoka and Sabine, a rumor to come back for one episode. Um, I think that's just Filoni's way of sprinkling things, maybe even a backdoor pilot. Um, you know what I mean? Like Filoni can't ever get rid of, uh, Ahsoka and that's fine. Um, we're all perfectly okay with that, I think. So if they just show up in one episode and then that gets fans excited enough to want to see those characters live action, Disney needs more content. Um, Give us more Star Wars, obviously, and and we don't know what that one uh, female writer is working on. She's working on a female-centric Star Wars show. We all kind of thought it was Doctor Afra, which we'd be okay with as well. But maybe it's this. Maybe we don't know. Yep. So, um, and then Katie Sackoff is going to re- reprise her role as Bo-Katan um, in Mandalorian season two. Um, that again could tie right into the same episode. Absolutely. Or she could be getting her own show. <laughs> I don't know about that. No, it's definitely something to do with Ahsoka, if anything. Or yeah, not. no offense to Katie Sackoff, but she can't no. carry her own show. No. Um, I do love that she's going to play the role since she did the voice, you know, yeah. and she's done the voice for so long. I do like, I do love Katie Sackoff. Me too. Um, and I'm really excited that, that this is happening, especially after, you know, we just watched the character out and the Clone Wars finale. So it's 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 all connected for real. Disney does it. You know? Filoni um, does it. Filoni does it, yeah. And then finally, uh, Timothy Oliphant is cast as rumored of Sheriff Cobb Vanth. Um, to be quite honest with you, I think this is a tight cast rumor because he's played sheriffs in Deadwood and, of course, on Justified. I doubt it. Um, but... That character was introduced at the end of, or sorry, well, yeah, at the end of Aftermath um, in uh, the Chuck Wendu books, which take place after Return of the Jedi, so still within this timeline. And he is rumored to pick up that Mandalorian armor, right, that Boba Fett had. So, yeah, it happens in one of the interludes um, right. in Aftermath. So yeah. it's, I mean, it's, it's there, man. It's, so, but I think... 
I just think they always try to connect the dots, of course, right? Yeah. Oh, Boba Fett, uh, he's back. We didn't see him. He's that guy. So it's got to be tomorrow Morrison's returning is that. Yes, that's the A plus B equals C choice. Timothy Oliphant always plays a sheriff. <laughs> well, there's a sheriff in canon, so let's make him the sheriff. <laughs> we'll find out in six months and uh or even last four months even more excited um so a little piece of fun uh coming to star wars kids instead of disney plus i don't know why uh jedi temple <laughs> challenge is coming uh which is a rip off of legends of the hidden temple that came out on nickelodeon but what i was most excited to see other than the fact that i'm jealous i'm not a 12 year old boy again um is ahmed best is hosting so it's nice to see him back in the star wars universe I just, I'm, I'm going to kind of just say maybe it's not that good of a show and they're just like, let's just throw it on YouTube and be done with Think it. Think so? That's, I don't know, man. I mean, why wouldn't you want that content on Disney Plus if it wasn't good? Or, no, you know, I, it, no it, idea. No you know, it's kinda, idea. It's weird, but I do like the fact that it's free content for everybody. Um, so who knows? But it's like it. at this point, they need like the same thing with the Warner Brothers. Like, if you want to do this kind of stuff, like, put out the Star Wars show on YouTube, but then do like an extended version of it. I'm sure you got the material and put it out on on um what you call it on Disney Plus. Like, you need more people to be watching this stuff. You already shot and edited it. Who cares if it goes on both places? Like, I don't get it. Throw up more stuff. Yeah, DC don't care. They're doing that shit. Exactly. So, it's so, weird. Um, why don't you tell me about this one? I know that you're into this. I am. I am. I love Star Wars Lego games. I love Lego games. Um, so I've been waiting, waiting, waiting patiently for the date on this because it's been set at 1231 2020 or 2021 or something, you know, on Amazon. Mm. So, um, finally we got the date of they're redoing, um, so not just porting the old Star Wars games, they're, they're remastering, they're remaking it, um, to basically a total revamp of all the games plus, um, the new trilogy. Since the new trilogy only got The Force Awakens as a game, yeah. I was kind of always surprised that they never went and made the other ones. So now they're making the Skywalker Saga coming October 20th. Um, and a little, little, little cool thing for you pursuers of plastic out there. Um, if you do buy the uh, Razorcrest set that's coming, or it is out, I'm not sure which, um, it does unlock the ship in the game for you. It's interesting. So, it's very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I'll buy this. Um, I like Razorcrest. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, <laughs> right. I, I I do need that. I do love yeah. the, the Lego Star Wars games, so um, this is a this is an instant buy for sixty bucks, and you get nine games, tons of hours i mean if you're going in all the nooks and crannies and from the remake they're updating the graphics as well as adding in new like stuff so yeah, yeah because the original games didn't have voice and now you know all the lego games have voices so now they'll be fixing that that's cool that's cool or they have like uh, movie recorded voices you know so they'll, yeah. they'll do it differently yeah um yeah what, you can take these next three because these are you wrote all these. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Vader Immortal originally came out on Oculus. Uh, you had some fun with that, and so now that's 
losing ex- exclusivity, um, but there's a new exclusive one coming to Oculus called Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. <clears throat> so it'll be, you know, uh, set around the whole Galaxy's Batu. Edge. Yeah, Batu, you know, all the things that Disney did um, at the park, that whole new world they created uh, for that experience. But now you're going to have a virtual experience, so you don't have to go to Disney and get coronavirus. Is this like a virtual tour? Is it a game or is it an experience? I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure. I think it's a game. I think it's like you're on an adventure. Okay. Cool. I'm hoping. Yeah. Yep. Um, And also, um, just a little tidbit here. uh, Battlefront 2 is going to be one of the free games for PS Plus in June um, after their lackluster um, sim rollout this month uh, that everybody basically burned down their studios for. Um, We are getting that uh, Battlefront 2 and Call of Duty World War 2. So it's uh, pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, of course I bought it day one. and But good for you guys who have it. <laughs> yep. yep. Well, I bought it for $5 because I, I, I hated the first game. So, And they did better with this one. They did. Much better. Yeah. Yep. And uh, rumor has it we're getting a new game announcement uh, this this coming week. Uh, so keep your ear holes uh, in tune, especially don't forget to tell because we will report it. But what do you think this might be? <laughs> um, you know what we because I mean I guess I'll give well, we're going to talk about it later, but it kind of might have to do with now. You know, next week, June 5th, is the Sony Studios PS5 reveal. This could be a PS exclusive game. Uh, PS5 exclusive game. What, what, what's really going to be interesting is what's at launch. Because none of us know. I feel like the Spider-Man sequel is a little too soon, in my opinion, to come out at launch. Um, I don't know, but if you threw out, you know, we've talked about it, an Arkham game. If you threw out a Star Wars game that people did, had no idea, that's gonna you're gonna buy it, you know. So uh, I guess we'll see. Um, that would be my idea. Is like maybe at that Sony launch, uh, June fifth. Maybe that's the day. I'm just hoping for a, a new X-wing game, a new <laughs> Rogue, Rogue Squadron or Black Squadron. Keep uh, I know, I know. Shadows need, or they, Alphabet Squadron. Yeah, I mean, they were it's some of the best Star Wars gaming out there, um, you know, and I just don't understand. It's such an easy thing to do, and it's such an, an intricate and important part of Star Wars is is starship battles. Where Where is this? Where is this? You know, so who knows? All right, uh, let's, let's uh, swing over to comics uh, with... The new Dune movie coming out uh, at some point. I'm really excited for that. Um, of course, we are getting a, uh, a comic series based on on it, and it'll be called House Atreides, a 12 issue series adapted and scripted by uh, Brian Herbert and Kevin J. Anderson, coming this fall. I'm always a big fan of Kevin J. Anderson, so hmm. I'm pumped. I, I will read this definitely. I um, I'll also read that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, this whole world they're creating for for Dune uh is it's pretty exciting. It's been 20 years since Sci-Fi did that series, so I think it's been plenty of time. Series. I love that series, yeah. but um this, you know, with 
Denis Villeneuve um, attached. <laughs> Denis Villeneuve. Uh, with him attached, I'm really excited because he is a cinematography genius, and um, I think it'll be a beautiful world to build. Um, and there's so many, so many good people attached to the picture that. Uh, and then they got the TV show. Uh, it's coming to HBO Max, I believe. Um, right. That's the thing. Something. HBO Max's future is real <laughs> bright. Its present's pretty murky, but its future looks great. That's where they're like, let's just roll it out. Most yeah. people are gonna, who are paying for HBO are going to pay for this anyhow. So they're yeah. like, we already have money in the bank. They, they're they pretty uh, ballsy. That's it. They're just ballsy. So, ballsy fucks. Yeah, HBO's, HBO's been dominating <laughs> paid cable for a long time. So yep. they don't give no Fs. Um, anyways, a uh, little DC news here. Um, James McAvoy. I uh, will be heading the cast of the Sandman Audible uh, Audible drama. Yes. Yeah. So it's um, audible only. Is it Audible exclusive? Yeah. Is that what we're saying? Okay. Yep. Okay. And and he's heading a all star cast, by the way. I mean, the yep. the cast is out of control. Um, but super excited for that. He's teamed up the Neil Gaiman before in the past. Um, they did Neverwhere together, which was really good. I think. Benedict Cumberbatch might have been in that one as well. Um, and, you know, Michael Sheen, who who did Good Omens, is coming as a voice. And um, uh, Taron Egerton is coming as a voice. And there's just a there's a lot of sweet-ass people. So um, very, very excited to hear this. Um, and that's out on uh, July 15th. So can't wait for that. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I love that. I love that all these audio dramas they've been doing um, instead of just audio, instead of just an audio book with one guy reading and doing all the voices, which isn't bad. It's not bad most of the time, but getting all these people together and delivering a show is so much better. Oh, yeah. So for sure. Very excited. Um, so the upcoming Black Label miniseries, Batman Three Jokers from Jeff Johns and Jason Fevick, uh will debut this August. Uh, we've been waiting... What feels like an eternity. I think it's been four um, years. At least. At least. I think uh, it's 2016, to be honest with you. Since the beginning of Rebirth, right? Yeah. Like 2016. Like the whole, even, wasn't it even like a New 52 idea at some point? Like, how many different, like, that's what I thought. I thought there was a couple Jokers. The idea of that was thrown out there by know. Scott Snyder. But it's it's I, been a while. I don't remember. Exactly. That's, that's it's been so long <laughs> that, um, we don't really know, but Jeff Johns feels that um, he's 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 confident that the story will still make sense and will move us forward with the Joker story. Sure, telling. So, sure. but I do love me some Black Label titles, so I um I am looking forward to this. Uh, yeah, I, honestly, me too. I am excited about that for sure. Yep. Um, and then lastly, in comic news, um. Deceased. Uh, we both like Deceased. I think it's a great telling of a, you know, an idea that's been used so many times with zombies and stuff like that. But this time around, we're using the anti-life equation mm-hmm. and it's decimating the earth, killing, you know, hero after hero. And it's, it's quite a story. So, um, there is a new, um, there's a new digital series out right now. Um, it's called Deceased Hope at World's End, written by yep. Tom Taylor, of course, uh, with art by Dustin uh, 
Yugen, I'm sorry, I always forget how to say, it, say that. that name. Right. Um, Renato, Renato Guedes and a bunch of other people. So, uh, the book is set during the time jump scene, deceased number five, and will feature a bunch of heroes that you've been begging to know what happened to, um, during that time. So. Yeah, I, uh, that's cool. You know, I'm, I'm excited about that. It's running for 14 issues, which is cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty cool. I mean, that world's really, really kind of just growing and I'm eagerly, eagerly anticipating an animated movie based on it. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they've got plans for the next phase of DC animated because they did wrap it up very well with Apocalypse War. So I think, um, they're in the right direction now. Took a little while, get their footing back, but I, I, I like, I like where that's going. Yeah, that movie was great. A plus. All this top 40 music is so boring. Jeez, I sure wish I had something geeky to listen to. Well, I've got just the thing for you, stranger. Who are you and how did you get in my house? Don't even worry about that. If you're looking for the latest, greatest, and geekiest podcast around, you should check out Those Geeks You Know. Those Geeks You Know? Wow. Three friends talking about comic books, movies, TV shows, all the things that I geek out about. But seriously, you got to leave now. Be sure to check out Those Geeks You Know on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also like us on Facebook and Twitter and tell everybody that you know. You, you got to leave. I called the cops. From the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you, we're Don'tForgetATowel.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com. The only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. Back from those sultry commercials. <laughs> yeah, let's jump over to TV news. Um, Jared Le- Lecco. Jared, oh, Jared Leto. <laughs> Jared Padalecki um, is going to be Walker, Texas Ranger, uh, coming over to CW next January. Did you watch the Chuck Norris one back in the day? Oh, every week. It was Did like, you? It's one of my favorite shows on oh. TV. Are you excited for this? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. All right. So, um, <laughs> honestly, why can't Chuck Norris just. Play Walker Text Ranger. Wouldn't he show up? You think he will? I bet you he will. I think so. I think so. I think he will be a villain. <laughs> I think he'll be one the show. original Walker. And maybe. Just, maybe he's his son or his cousin uh, or something. Nephew. God. Nephew. He'll be his nephew. Walker. The Walker Texas Ranger shared universe. Yeah, and then you'll see them both double kick people at the same time. And it'll be great. Jared Pedalecki, no martial arts? No. Not according Not to Chuck 15 years. Well, def, no one does. But 15 years of Supernatural, I've never seen him kick somebody. So I don't think it's happening. Will he wear that hat? I don't know. Ugh. He can wear that hat. He can pull that hat off. Yeah, that's about it. That 
Uh, going over Disney Plus, too much news. Um, let's just bang through it. Yeah, Muppets Now is coming out this summer. Um, so, uh, I'm excited. I, I'm a big Muppets fan. Um, yeah, that's it. I like the Muppets. I'll watch whatever they do. Me too. I've enjoyed that show that was on syndicated TV for a while. I know. And then it got canceled for some stupid reason. It was good. It's like The Office or whatever. It was a good show. Um, we got a National Treasure series, uh, piggybacking off the movie that we talked about. Um, sure. I don't, I don't know. Whatever. Bring it up. I like National Treasure. I like those stories. I do too. So much fun. And I like Nick Cage. He probably won't be in the show. You don't think so? Maybe, maybe he'll be like, um, like a mentor, but it's probably about somebody else. Probably, probably somebody from another. Maybe his son, you know, maybe they'll do something like that, a kid thing, like a teenager, like James Bond Jr. (laughs) Or any four. All right. Um, also in July, we've got Hamilton coming, um, which should be pretty cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's great. I haven't, you know, it was so hard to even go and watch it live and very expensive. So I'm glad that this is coming for the masses. You know, it's, it's, it's a great addition. Yeah. This is something that, um, you could be a new subscriber. Like this might be something to get people into as well, doing something like this. And it opens up a lot of possibilities, um, going forward. I don't know how that looks, you know, now they launched that Broadway, uh, streaming service sort of thing or website. I can't remember. We talked about it. I can't remember if it's just online or if it's uh, an app, but, um, I don't know how this competes, but what about, we've got the Lion King, Aladdin, Little Mermaid. Will those things get opened up to the Disney plus app? Should think it'd be pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Percy Jackson is going to get a series on Disney Plus. Did you like those movies? Absolutely. I did too. And it's weird to me, like, a lot of people hate them. I read the books too. And I was like, this is fine. What do you want? You know, like, what do you, everything. I always get so angry with these people. Like, are you writing this stuff? Can you do it? Or just read the effing books? You know, like, just stay in your book world. Who cares? They're not taking away the characters from you if they go and make a shitty adaptation. You just don't watch it. Right. Enjoy enjoy something once in a while, please. Yeah. Like, ugh. And then finally, Ooh. they announced this yesterday. Kingdom Hearts yeah. is going to get its own uh, cartoon series. Not live action, cartoon series. Um, what, do you, what do you think about that? Awesome. I'm... I think it's a great idea. Why not? It's Kingdom Hearts idea is amazing. Um, the idea the of it is. <laughs> yeah, the, ex- the execution on the three games has, was good. I like, I haven't gotten to three yet. I've, I'm in the middle of two. Um, and I, I love the games and I love the crossover between Final Fantasy, which I love and Disney, which I love. And I just think that that was a really cool world. Um, and I think that a TV show will, will be, will be good as well. I, I'm, I'm kind of excited about it. You know, it was rumored for a while and it was great when they officially announced it. So I actually hope that they reboot it in this series, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Um, I think Kingdom Hearts have been around for 
Oh man, probably almost 20 years, you know, yeah. PlayStation two. And, um, I think at this point it's a little overwhelming if you wanted to try to get into it, that I think it would be kind of cool to get younger people in as well and just kind of reboot it personally. We'll see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, over on AMC, they picked up Anne Rice's Vampire Chronicles as well as the Mayfair Witches. Um, both of those have been in development, but they didn't have a, a TV station. Like it was going to be FX maybe or whatever. So um, I'm a pretty huge uh, Vampire Chronicles fan. So AMC, uh, you know, I was talking to my wife about this. My only trepidation with AMC is not the violence. It's the sex. Um, which I don't know how they are. Like, I don't watch Walking Dead anymore, and I don't watch any of the other shows that are on AMC. So vampires are fucking filthy, which is why HBO with True Blood did such a good job with that side of things. So that's where I'm a little, like, they're so sexual books. I I don't know how that's going to translate to AMC. Uh, so cable TV has gotten even more risque in, in the last few years. Um, I mean, American Horror Story pulls off a lot on FX, you know, so AMC. But, that, but again, that's FX. Is right up, but AMC is right up there too. I mean, I've, they throw the F-bomb around. Um, I just, I just think there's like basically a no holds bar at this point on, on cable TV. So I think they can get away with sex without. Okay. I think they can, honestly. Um, so. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, okay, so this was weird. Snowpiercer, I think it's out on TNT. I actually got a commercial on it on Hulu the other day. And it's yeah. also going to be on, on Netflix. And then season two, Sean Bean showing up. And then probably dying. But yeah. <laughs> That's correct. We we had put this on. Um, this is kind of older news. We put this on when we wrote the outline, maybe last week or so. Uh, but... It was kind of a surprise that it was going to Netflix, but uh, there's been a few episodes of Snowpiercer out already, so it's 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 actually been getting some good reviews. Uh, so I, yeah. I, I do I do need to watch it because I love the movie, um, and you know now with Sean Bean joining the cast, I mean it's just growing even more. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to watch. This it. could be this could be like that show you. It was on on Lifetime. Um, and then it got brought over to Netflix and I think it already aired on Lifetime or a few episodes aired on Lifetime. So maybe this is the same type of situation where Netflix paid more money and was like, we're going to bring it over to our, our area. Yeah. You know what though? It also shares, like we're in a whole new world of, you know, era of, of TV viewing. So some people don't have cable anymore or don't want cable. So why not Netflix? You're looking for ways to compete, bring these shows over almost immediately instead of us waiting till the end of it and then bring it over for binging needs. But this is, yeah. this is a smart, this is a smart idea. Yeah. Um, speaking of smart ideas and keeping with the expansion of the Star Trek universe, uh, we've got a Pike and Spock show uh, set for its own series, which is um, Star Trek strange new worlds. Going to CBS All Access. I don't watch Discovery. Spock is on Discovery, right? Yeah, is Spock is just able to go in any fucking time period that he wants. No, no, Discovery is pre-Kirk. 
I so, do. Un- I know that. Okay. But like so the dude Spock shows up all over. Yeah, but this is this is still in continuity that he's younger. This is pr- like Pike. You know, we all know stories. I know Pike. Pike yeah. is, you know, and and Pike has been introduced on Discovery, and then you learn that that Spock's part of his crew. Um, so this is, and of course, Spock's father has been on the show. That's you know the character that's been across films and all the TV shows as well. You know, played by a different actor, of course. Um, but it, it, I call, I called this. I knew that. Th- I, I liked Discovery. Um, a lot of people yeah. didn't at first. It's really evolved into something wonderful. Um, and I and I was like, this is a no-brainer. You need to go to go do a classic Star Trek show with the Enterprise, with Pike, who is an extremely popular character, and just spin it out of Discovery. You know, and we got Re- Rebecca Romaine is his number one. Uh, oh. So yeah. Okay. So I mean, it's it's it was a no-brainer, and I was really excited when they announced this. So I'm 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 pumped. Pumped. Keep. Adding to that world, there is yes. zero reason there should be a Star Trek Kids YouTube page, just like Star Wars. No reason not to. Doesn't make any sense. Keep going. Yeah. Okay, and then finally, um, in an interesting piece of news, Cobra Kai is moving from YouTube to an unknown sh- streaming service. Um, I remember uh, listening to a podcast on Collider with those two guys. And they were saying that when they pitched it, um, they pitched it to a bunch of places and almost every place said, yes, it's just that YouTube gave them the best. I like, they thought it was better. They thought it was, it wasn't even as much money, but they just liked that it was going to be reaching a new audience. I wonder if they've just gotten so big for YouTube. And I think that's probably what it is. I'm also confused because there was that they made a point that, Cobra Kai season three will be free for everybody, you know? So that was an announcement at one point. And, right. you know, I liked the fact that, that YouTube was trying something, but you know, Google, YouTube, they always make smart business decisions, I guess. So, I mean, maybe somebody just offered them a bunch more money to move it and they got out of contract. Who knows? Yeah. I just want Cobra Kai season three now. <laughs> that's Which, it you know it comes out during the summer the last two summers um it's we've talked about it it's hands down one of the greatest sequels ever made just it, it just is if you guys are if you're even a small uh karate kid fan it's just one of the greatest things great homages in that show so um wherever it's gonna go like you said come out come out tomorrow <laughs> we need hope <laughs> We need Cobra Kai right now. Karate kicking going on. We do. We do. Uh, you want to jump over? I'll take this first piece of uh, yeah. movie news, though, because, okay, so I know some people who work at AMC, and it sounds like this is a done deal that Amazon has, has bought. It's been a rumor, but it sounds like it's in the books, about 80% done at least. So what does this mean? Um, it actually means a few different things. It means that if Amazon owns theaters, that their television shows can have their premieres first in a theater, the way that HBO did with uh, Game of Thrones. So that Lord of the Rings show, it will go to a theater first. You'll get that experience, which is phenomenal. Um, they can also make more movies that will get up for Oscars, which Netflix... We just actually, it's not on here, but Netflix just bought the Egyptian theater. Did you see that? Yeah, the, oh. the classic, um, 
uh, LA theater, they bought it. So, because that's one of the big things with these companies is that the Oscars and they're all stupid effing wisdom. I hate them so much. Oh, you guys are streaming services. You can't be Oscar contenders. So then they would have to go and release some movies like in a couple theaters. Well, guess what? We own our own theaters now. So now we can do what we want. (laughs) So I think Amazon buying AMC is good for AMC because they're, they were bankrupt for a while. And I think someone had to give them money to keep them afloat. And, um, it just means that, uh, for people who go to theaters and who don't subscribe to Amazon Prime, um, or don't care about Amazon Prime because they really do offer pretty shit services compared to the other guys, this is, this is a win-win and, um, I'm excited for it. Absolutely. What does AMC stand for? American Movie Classics, I think. Wrong. It's Amazon Movie Classics now. <laughs> Gotcha. Thank you for that clarification. All right, you take the next fit in movie news. <laughs> uh, yeah, the most successful video game movie of all time, Sonic the Hedgehog. Which I still have to watch it. Made, me too. Me too. Which fans made happen? And all the kids here are obsessed with Sonic right now, and they still haven't watched that movie. So we gotta make that happen. Um, yeah, uh, fans made Sonic look better. Fans made Sonic make more money. Now Sonic's getting a sequel. So. That's pretty exciting. Um, we finally got a good video game movie after so many years. Well, Detective Pikachu is actually very good. You're um, right. I haven't watched that either. With my, oh, I've been trying to learn my really Pokemon good, so I can watch it. I know exactly. Now that I know the, yeah. the everything about it, basically, it's going to be even better. So I've just been waiting, and setting, setting some time. I don't, that. you know, I don't play Pokemon, but. I know enough of it because it's been entrenched in pop culture for 20 years yeah. that I know those characters that I was like, okay, I get it. You know what I mean? It wasn't over my head at all. So Sonic, I actually am a, a big fan of. Um, so I just haven't had a chance because my wife has zero desire to watch it. So I've, I've got to watch it on my own. <laughs> it's funny because I didn't think about it that way because I always thought about Pokemon as like a card game. And I know there's, mm-hmm. you know, there's, video game versions, but most of them were on like handheld systems. So yep. it was like, it wasn't really, and it was Nintendo, so it wasn't accessible to everybody. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're right. Gotta watch it. Mortal Kombat. Um, <laughs> anyways. Hey, you know I love Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Movies. Priceless. Alright, uh, so your your girlfriend, Kate Blanchett, is official for Borderlands, the movie uh, by Eli Roth. And so people are like, she's too old to play Lilith. And I say, no, this movie could happen in the future. David. They don't have to reboot, remake what happened in Borderlands. Nope. They can make their own story in the future. <laughs> Lilith is a character that is a shepherd to these characters. You know, easily she could be Kate Blanchett's age. She can tell the story of these other uh, vault hunters and now a new whatever is happening and that's all that like it can take place 20 years after the events of these games and be perfectly in line with whatever randy pitchford is also writing it with eli so i am more than excited for this um i love Kate blanchett as you know and when i when it was a rumor i got excited now that it's official i i just you know, it's going to be very interesting what the rest of the the casting is like because that's top notch casting. That is 
uh, A-list acting. So, you know, that that's what's crazy to me. Yes, I agree fully. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for it. I think it could be the best video game movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sonic's got a sequel, and you know that Knuckles and Tails got to show up in that right. shit. So That's don't right. don't don't even say that. <laughs> I know. Knock on wood. Um, well, uh, Scott Derrickson got some work after <laughs> leaving <laughs> after leaving the multiverse of madness um, to to Sam Raimi, which I'm much happier about. But um, Labyrinth is getting a sequel, uh, finally. And I don't know how I feel about it. You know, uh, one of our friends at the website, um, Clay, uh, hated the idea and just thinks it's stupid and blah, 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 blah. And it, it's the same thing that I'll say about any rumor, or sorry, any remake and any sequel. The original is always there. It will always be there. It's never going away. You can always put on the magic dance and the magic pants that Bowie did, and and that's it. And he's like, I think Jared Leto's going to play him. I'd be happy if Jared Leto was in that movie. Will he be Jareth? They shouldn't even have Jareth. Just replace that character. Just put in something else, and that's fine. Here's the thing. What Froud did, what Henson did for that world is huge. We saw this. <laughs> There's a lot more. We, we, we've got that in, in Dark Crystal. We saw this story. Same thing with Star Wars. We see the Skywalkers. There's a huge world of things that happen in these magical, fantastical worlds. Lord of the Rings. Game of Thrones. You see a set amount of characters in an entire huge world. So, I'm sorry, but I'm happy to see what will happen in the Labyrinth sequel because it's Labyrinth. But it doesn't have to have anything to do with what we saw before, other than maybe yeah. there was a goblin king before, and he did this to this land, and he he made up really weird songs. <laughs> like, this doesn't even have to be a musical. It doesn't have to be. It should, no. but it doesn't have to be. <laughs> yeah, it probably will be. It probably um, will be. But who knows? Maybe it's Lynn Manuel Miranda, and then everyone will friggin' lose their effing minds. So how about that, Clay? Yep. <laughs> you leave Clay alone. I know. <laughs> expressing his opinion. Um, <laughs> speaking of things I'm not sure about, but I do love me some George Miller and Mad Max. But um, George Miller has announced that Furiosa will be the next Mad Max movie. It's been... Uh, been waiting for announcement on something Mad Max, but this is what we got, uh, and this will be without Charlize Theron, of course, um, because we're probably looking at a prequel of this for her origin story. How'd she get that arm? Yeah, yeah. Um, this is I'm a raccoon. Yeah, you know, I don't. Uh, if you told me that it was the sequel and Charlize was starring in it, then I would be very excited. And I'm still excited. Don't get me wrong. Uh, George Miller, this is long overdue because, you know, it's been like 10 years since Fury Road. So I'm excited to see whatever the hell happens. I just would be more excited if it was Charlize returning to the role. It can't be a sequel. She dies. I don't care. You can do things. <laughs> Doesn't she? <laughs> I don't. She dies yeah, whatever, man. Is that what happens? That's, it's been a while yeah. since I watched that movie. Yeah, me too. But I'm, I, she's like the martyr in a way, you know. Oh. At the end. 
Well, never mind. Uh, let's see what this prequel's about. Exactly. Um, and last up, David Iyer is set to write, direct, and produce an adaptation of six years. What is six years, Casey? I don't know, man. I have no idea what this is. Did I write this? <laughs> yeah, you wrote this. I don't know. It's uh, uh the best-selling suspense novel from Harlan Coben, and and instead of doing Bright, he's doing this. You know, for, I don't care. This is dumb. Why is he not he's, doing this? He's also he's also campaigning for the, the Suicide Squad extended cut. Yeah, that's what we should be talking about. It's that David Ayer <laughs> revamp. Yeah. You know, he signed a contract. Um, same thing with like Ryan Murphy and, uh, Stephen S. Knight with Netflix to do exclusive stuff. Um, everyone thought it was going to be bright too. I guess that's going to be, who did we say that's going to do that? Andy Circus or something? I don't know. I don't remember, but sure. I like David Ayer. I think he's a good director. I think that there's moments in Suicide Squad, which are amazing, but I also think that it just got brought down by studios tampering. So, I, I saw what he fully could do with Bright, and I thought it was great. Um, same thing with End of Watch with Gyllenhaal. I mean, that movie's fantastic. So the guy can direct. Uh, so, yeah, sure, whatever he wants to do. Let's see. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. Um, yeah, let's go to gaming news. Uh, PlayStation launches PlayStation Studios um, for their gaming branch of original games. So here's the thing. They've got a lot of original games, right? You, you've got Horizon Zero Dawn, game, uh, God of War, uh, Ratchet and Clank, etc. Sony is a production studio. Um, I don't know if this means we're going to be seeing some Advent Children type of thing, like CGI movies. I don't know if this means we're going to see TV shows. They didn't really say. All they said was, this is PlayStation Studios, and these are our original characters. And it was a little teaser showing all of those games, Spider-Man as well. Um, I don't know what it means yet. None of us do. You know, from PlayStation TV doesn't exist anymore, right? I mean, it had powers, and that like that was it. So, oh yeah, they got rid of that. Yeah, so I, I don't later. know. Um, <laughs> but okay, what does it mean to you? Anything? No, a lot of people just made fun of it. It's just relabeling things. So I don't, I don't know. It doesn't mean much. Um, I just, it's just branding. Yeah, that's it. You know, in, you know, we can kind of bring it in here with the PS5 showcase. Um, Sony in general is stupid. PlayStation is the greatest thing that they've done as well as their television sets and, you know, that kind of stuff. All their electronics are fine. They're great. Um, but they don't seem to have a grasp on what they want to do studio wise. Um, I think they probably got caught off guard with into the Spider-Verse being as successful as it was. And now they're trying to like live up to that incredibly high bar, which they never will be able to achieve again. But yeah, I think that's it. It's like, am I excited to see you take these characters and do more stuff with it? Sure. Why is it taking you? 20 years or however long the PlayStation's been out, you know, Ratchet and Clank got that movie. I loved it. Um, it didn't make any money, but you, you, you're sitting on a wealth of properties. You know, you're finally getting uncharted off the ground. 
God of War is ripe for franchises and spinoffs, etc. Same thing, Horizon Zero Dawn. Same thing with Infamous. You could bring that back, you know. So it's it's superhero properties. They just never seem to get their shit together. No, no. Um, I need to backtrack because my mistake. Furos is not dead at the end of Mad Max Fury Road. Okay, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> She's not. I I don't know why I remembered it like that, but the scene is they go onto that lift and he's like, remember, he's like carrying her, helping her along. So, yeah, Yeah. that's there's no reason why they can't make a sequel. Okay, good. (laughs) I think it's time. What time is it, Chris? It's time for the PS5 showcase. (laughs) No, it's time for Pursuit of Plastic. (laughs) Oh, all right. (laughs) Guys. Pursuit of Plastic has been uh, a staple of DFAT for years. Uh, so if you don't know about it, we just talk a little bit about toy news, toy photography, all all the stuff that has to do with the toys, uh, from hot toys to cheap action figures. So we love the whole spectrum. You love the oh, whole yeah. spectrum. So here's the Pursuit of Plastic. Um, we, we were talking about Dune a little bit a little, little bit a while ago on the show, but uh, we just learned... <laughs> That uh, McFarlane has picked up the Dune toy license, uh, so we'll be getting semi-articulated figures uh, that look great <laughs> based on um, based on the characters from the from the movies and maybe the TV show. So uh, that's great news. I think that McFarlane's been getting some good uh, some good licenses as of late, and he's been knocking it out of the park. Made over three million dollars on his Spawn Kickstarter, uh, so. Who knows what the future of toy marketing is going to look like? Yeah, I um, I don't know how I feel about a bunch of dudes in black leather outfits, um, which at least that was the aesthetic of the David Lynch film. <laughs> I don't know what these characters are going to look like. An articulated sandworm has me excited. Um, yeah, some so dioramas. Yeah, like, like dioramas would be cool. Um, one thing we didn't put in here, but I'll just say too in, in the McFarland vein is that he's got those Warhammer toys, uh, coming out to Walmart and they look fantastic. Um, and they're articulated. Yeah. So I, I actually want them. Um, they look really good. So, uh, yeah, sure. Dune, I guess I need to see, I, I have no doubt about the movie, but the toys, I, I would have to see what that looks like because we don't know yet you mean i can buy warhammer warhammer things and not have to paint them correct pre-painted did they aren't they releasing ones that don't have paints so you can paint them as well i thought i saw something like that i don't know maybe, maybe. i w- wouldn't trust myself to do something like that but okay i don't even know about the end of mad max Fury road so i don't know <laughs> Anywho, uh, uh, Mezco uh, is, you know, still releasing toys. Uh, so a couple things went up for pre-order. Uh, first, it was this is kind of older, but and is already waitlisted. But Blade got a third figure. It got an MDX special, maybe fourth figure, because I think one was a uh, Toy Fairs Toy Fair. Yeah, I think too, it's right? the fourth. Yeah, so that's great. Uh, all those, all those toys are, all those figures are awesome. You sent me a picture who, of the guy who did some customs with it, little Wesley Snipes heads on there, I think it was. Um, so I have the, the, the main one, which I love. Um, and so I didn't, I do love MDX, but I didn't pick this one up. I didn't either. The only one I want is the Wesley Snipes one. I'm okay with, I don't like his shaved head look, to be honest with you. I just don't like it. I guess yeah, if the, I put his head on all of them, that would be fine. 
Yeah, the first one, the first figure, I don't think had a shaved head, or no. did have a shaved head and a non-shaved, or a non-shaved head, maybe yeah. both. Yeah, so that was cool. Uh, that was more movie-like. Um, yeah. Uh, and then finally, they also put out for pre-order their modern uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, they had put out the Wonder Woman MDX a while ago now, uh, with more of her classic look, uh, like much more colorful. Um, but now they have this version with a couple of different accessories. Uh, this is much more, as you said, uh, Capullo-esque, but, you know, modern. modern. Azar- sorry, Azarello and Shang. Azarello, yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Actually, no. I guess it's a little Cliff, Capullo, but, yeah. Cliff Chang, Cliff, his his drawings are much, much different. That's, they're they're more I colorful. I love, 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 love it, yeah. I love that, that series. It was yep. beautiful. I love all those covers yep. and having him sign them because he's such a cool guy. Um, <laughs> and speaking of Wonder Woman, uh, Wonder Woman 84, uh, the figure arts oh, yeah. uh, version was was teased this week. Looks amazing. Uh, the Gal Gadot head on that is, is stellar. Uh, it is. I just I'm I'm just getting to that point where I wish all bodies were fashion, especially for female figures. Uh, a lot of a lot of joints and stuff like that. Um, but that's that's my my little wish. Yeah, I they don't look good. Um, I don't like to see all those joints. I just think it's sloppy. So yeah, but head sculpt is fantastic, and um, the articulation and all that stuff is great. So if you want a, a movie accurate Gal Gadot, this is probably the best one outside of a hot toy. At that yeah. scale, it is for sure. Yeah, the best one. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you want a hot toy, it's got real hair, uh, <laughs> which is so weird. I'm always like, why does, why do these ones have long, like the, the real hair and then know. a lot don't? It's very, yeah, most don't. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's the DC thing. Harley didn't have hair. <laughs> no. So, who knows? Brush Wonder Woman's hair. That's well, you're brushing your chewy out, you know. <laughs> Anyways, finally, uh, Hasbro unleashed a slew of new Star Wars action figures. Well, some were new, some are rehashes with new faces. Uh, the Rebels line is being, is getting completed. Uh, finally, Zeb. Uh, is available. He will be a deluxe figure, a little bit more expensive than the others. Uh, I do like the fact that they're making these figures, uh, that, 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 under the deluxe line, because they did that, they did that, uh, survey a while ago, really asking fans if they would pay more, um, and, you know, people are willing to pay more for more stuff, and I think Hasbro's been doing a stellar job, uh, I know they're just a massive, toy company but they've listened to the fans with head sculpts uh and you can see it with the new rebel figures the the, the remakes uh when you look at those pictures side by side i didn't i don't really mind the other ones because they are a little bit more cartoony looking um and they are based on cartoons so they're trying to do that realistic look but they all look pretty awesome yeah they um they did a really good job with well, all of them, Zeb too, but um, I like the new boxes a lot too. They're really, uh, really cool looking. I do, I do as well, and that just you know it makes free re-releasing figures that much smarter for the collector yeah. Uh, yeah. to sell it to collectors. And mentioning that, the, there was another line of, of other Star Wars figures released as well with movie accurate or TV show accurate boxes, like you said. Um, but now, uh, new figures like Akbar, uh, Tebow, our first Ewok at that, at that, uh, scale, um, 
Darth Vader, a new Darth Vader, which I, I, I had to get because I've been waiting for a good, uh, $20 Darth Vader. Uh, so, and it's Empire Strikes Back, uh, so they've been just throwing, throwing all yeah. this bigger stuff. But, um, a lot of those, a lot of those are sold out on Hasbro Pulse. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. I don't know if they're just limiting numbers now. Uh, because everything else was up at the same time on like Amazon and all the other fan sites. Uh, so it's, it's funny how many people buy straight from Hasbro Pulse. I, yeah, it's like, oh, I can get it from Entertainment Earth or I can not get it from Hasbro Pulse. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> and then they sell out on their own product. It's yeah, it's, weird. it's very weird. Very weird. Oh. Anyways, you wanna, you wanna plug something before we end? Of course they do. Um, yeah, so, we're at don'tforgettotowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Uh, we just had Towel Day last week, which is where we are based off of. The website is uh, based off of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, in case you guys forgot. <laughs> um, but I, you know, on the social medias, don't forget a towel, DFAT towel, Instagram, Twitter, all that fun stuff. Um, so we hope to see you there and interact with us. We'll be doing more live shows, uh, period. I think it's a pretty fun way to to interact with people. Um, maybe not on a Saturday afternoon after this, after this episode. Um, it's also nice in some places in the world and also in some places of the world, it's burning. So anyway, um, last piece of, uh, just promoting, go check out hollowed on Kickstarter. Now, please support it. If you have supported it, please uh, share it with people. Always um, really appreciating of all you guys uh, out there supporting DFAT Comics, and um, that just helps us create more. So uh, this is Casey saying thank you, and go read some independent comics. And this is Chris. Fight the power. <laughs> <laughs>